You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast. This is Steph Wilberting, your host. Here, we'll be talking about all things wellness, how it impacts our journey and affects the way we show up in the world. Hey team, thanks for listening to this episode of the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast. Please give us a like, a follow, a review, a subscribe on all the different listing platforms and uh, follow me over on Instagram at leading underscore lady underscore fitness to stay in the loop for all things happening in the leading lady fitness community. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good one. All right. Hello, team, and welcome to this episode. I am so excited to be sitting across the screen from um, the Broadway leading lady, Emily Skinner. Hi, Emily. Steph. I'm so glad to see you again. (laughs) I'm so happy to see you. I'm happy to be back in New York, even though I haven't seen you in person. I know it's a possibility. (laughs) I'm so happy that you're here today, and I've I've been really looking forward to having this conversation with you. How are you? What's going on right now? Um, give us a little update before we dive in. Oh my gosh, what's happening now? Uh, let's see. I've I've sort of spent the spring. I, I did a, a workshop, and I did a couple of TV things, and now I'm getting ready to go off um, and do uh, uh, what am I doing? Uh, Chicago at the Muni, and then a little night music at the uh, Barrington Stage. Nice. Yeah. So I'm you know chugging along. Awesome. Like we do. Yes. Great, grateful to be be working after you know months and months during the pandemic, going what, what questioning all my life choices. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I just had that conversation today with a girlfriend of mine after an audition this week, where I was like, you know that part where you go into your audition and then you leave and you go, why am I doing? What, am I is this what I'm really supposed to do the rest of my life? Is that yeah? I question my whole all my life choices. Yeah. Anyway, um, I I'm really excited to talk to you. I want to dive right in. The premise of this podcast is to have like open, honest conversations about the journey we have with ourselves. And as I said, it, it just so happens to be that I'm part of the Broadway community and I, and I want to talk to people in our community about it. We met officially back in the days when I worked at Mark Fisher Fitness um, uh-huh. and you were slaying some kettlebell swings. So um, like, um, slaying. Yes. <laughs> And what I would love to talk about right now is kind of what the last couple of years has, how it has affected your um, relationship to taking care of yourself. I think the pandemic has been 
um, a teacher of many things for us. And I, Oh boy, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for a lot of us that the pandemic has for me, at least, and, and I think a lot of people would agree, it's kind of shined a light on our relationship to ourselves because we were forced oh to my have gosh. a very intimate one. <laughs> yeah, we were all forced. To, we had a forced stop, yeah. all of us, you know, in, in this sort of live entertainment business. And we're sort of forced to sit there and, and, and really look at ourselves mm-hmm. uh, in a way. I, I think this this world sort of promotes a kind of a kind of drive and a kind of adrenalized hustle. And I, I sort of realized, wow, I've been doing this for 30 years. I've been kind of running on adrenaline <laughs> for 30 years. Um, and I'm tired. I'm tired. Yeah. So on one hand, it was positive aspect of, of having sort of the, the professional life go away for about 16 months was, was really interesting. It was some, it was interesting for me. One of the things that I, I did was I, I took up a meditation practice yeah. and I think it kind of saved me. Um, at the beginning of the pandemic, I was rehearsing, um, a show called Once Upon a One More Time, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a musical based on uh, sort of using the canon of Britney Spears music yeah. that looks like it's going to sort of come in um, probably this year or next. Um, but we were tr- we were going to try it out in Chicago and we had gotten a couple of weeks into rehearsal for the Chicago tryout of it. And then the pandemic happened and we just completely shut down. And then I had about two months of um, watching friends get very sick. Um, some friends died and uh, just a very uh, a sort of mass exodus happening from New York. Mm-hmm. It was just a very, very scary and weird sort of shocking time. Yeah. Um, and I, I got really, really depressed. I mean, yeah. really like, like sort of flattened depressed. Mm. And I, I finally around the beginning of June, I was like, I, I have to sort of pull myself out of this somehow, somehow, somehow. So I started taking long walks with my friend Mm -hmm. and we would, we would walk about, you know, like seven miles a day, just walk around the city, walk around the park. Um, and it was, it was very, you know, it was kind of the best thing to do. And I think we were kind of each other's, you know, exercise buddy plus therapist, (laughs) you know, an accountability partner. And she was the one who sort of suggested I, I take up a meditation practice and I sort of started that and then I sort of got really into it. Uh-huh. And now I, I'm sort of getting certified to teach it. Wow. It's been a been a really positive thing. Tell me more about the practice. I have one too. I, I have a meditation practice, but I want to hear more about it sounds like it might be the same, but I'm curious. <laughs> well mine is TM. Mine's trans yeah. transcendental meditation. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what I've been doing. And I think a lot of people a lot of people take do sort of variations. Uh-huh. Of it. What did you study with? I studied with a friend of mine in Virginia who teaches wow. it. Yeah, because there are teachers, you know, there's teachers yeah. all over it. And I ended up studying with her, you know, virtually yeah. via via this. And I, I, you know, thank God for thank God for Zoom. If only we all known, we would have bought stock in Zoom <laughs> before this. Had we only known, I could I be know. a millionaire by now. I know. I know. So I have the same practice. I studied with. Do you know Mark Price? I don't know if you know. Yes. Him. Yeah. Very well. He teaches. Yeah. And, um, Lovely Mark Price. I did it with him years ago when I was still at the gym. And and I will say that my practice has probably fallen off a little bit for my afternoon meditations. My morning ones are always hmm. are always easier for me to to do. Yeah. Not to not to say I it's I'm just in like that little season of of both of them not happening, but it was a game changer for me too. 
And I'd love to hear, I kind of cut you off, but I want to, I was curious about the practice, but I want to go back to hear what you were going to say about the combination of the meditation practice and the physical activity or the walks and the, like that self-care that you relied on to kind of get yourself out of feeling the depressed feelings you were having. Well, you know, one of the things about of that, you know, up until that pandemic, I was I was a healthy person. I was going to the gym three times a week and running around and and that just stopped for me. I you know, I didn't go to the gym. I didn't exercise for for months and I I I still am not back in a gym. Mm-hmm. Um I bought a, a Peloton mm-hmm. um uh like a year into the pandemic and I I ride that a couple of times a week, but I I guess something that's happened is I've I've become a little a little more um how do I say this? I've become a little more graceful and forgiving mm-hmm. with myself. I used to sort of like if I didn't go to the gym three days a week, I would beat myself up and I would feel guilty and shitty about it. And if I didn't do this many minutes on the Peloton or do them as many minutes, I would whatever, I would feel bad about myself. I sort of took that away. Mm-hmm. from myself. And I, I I feel a lot better for that. I do what my body says to do. Yeah. As as the day that it's it's in, you know what I mean? And sometimes it's, sometimes it's long, and sometimes it's bit short. Mm-hmm. But I think this is also something that's happened. Um, uh, I'm in my 50s now. And I, I have a, a more awareness of, of um, my body's changing and, you know, I wake up in the morning and things hurt and, you know, mm-hmm. all that great stuff from 50 um, some years on the planet. Right. Um, so I, I feel like it, it, now is the right time for me to, to become a little more um, gentle with myself. Anna. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you bring this up. I had this thought today while I was exercising. Um, I caught myself in my head, in the self-talk moment, like, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. Like in the do this and do that. We're like old stuff, like younger version of me stuff going like, mm. should mm-hmm. I do more of this? Should I cut this? And I remember, and I, in the moment was like, no, 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 no. This is like what you've been practicing. It's how can we release the grip a little bit and show yeah. up for ourselves in ways that are about future me. Yeah. Right. And taking care of for me now moving forward and not choosing fitness or food choices for that matter, based on ways I felt about myself in the past. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. I also think one of the one of the things that's happened over the last couple of years is um, we're all different. Nobody is nobody's the same as they were, you know, two years ago we've had a paradigm shift culturally, mm-hmm. you know, I think everybody's having to sort of relook at the idea of um, whatever we thought we were striving for, whatever perfection we thought we were striving for really, what's the point right. <laughs> in the, in the end game for what, right. you know, does it, is it actually making anybody, any of us happier, you know, right. sitting, sitting with stuff in the pandemic and going, what actually makes me happy? What actually makes me happy? What what makes my body feel good? Mm-hmm. What makes my spirit feel good? And sometimes those things can live together, right? Like, yeah, I know yeah. I did a ton of hiking. I was in LA for most of the pandemic and mm-hmm. I would just get in the car and drive to a different spot and just walk for a couple hours and drive, you know, and that yeah. be, being able to be outside was so helpful. I do remember, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like 
because of the beauty of social media, one of the good things, um, <laughs> I do feel like I saw you doing a lot of nature stuff. Am I right? Yeah. You like yeah, I was out. I was out a lot. I was out. I think I was outside in that, you know, first like 16 months of, of that. I spent more time outside than I think I have my whole life. I was outdoors every day doing stuff, you know, walking around, having experiences. And yeah. Um, yeah. And it made me go, God, I really like doing outdoor stuff. <laughs> me too. I'm, I'm, like, no, I'm not an outdoor person. Yeah. I've been I've been living a a nocturnal you know living in a theater kind of little person in in, right. my, in my little apartment in New York and for years and I think why wasn't I outside more my God because <laughs> we're always, we're like starting to function and everyone else is like you know ending Ooh. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's funny. Well, that kind of leads me to like let's let's kind of segue this into just kind of talking about. I've been in the theater for so long. What was I doing inside all the time? Let's talk a little <laughs> bit about how has this relationship, I mean, pandemic aside, but how has your relationship to your body, your taking care of yourself, taking care of your, your physical self, your mental self, self, how has that transformed over the years? I feel like I know for myself, my 20s and 30s were so much about fixing something that I either thought was wrong or someone told me was wrong. Hmm. Mm-hmm. someone right whoever that is in the world and as right. I'm older would you say <laughs> right sure. yeah and the as cult, I get older it's a, yeah. Yeah, as I get older it's a little bit more about what makes me feel good and what's going to make yeah. me yeah so I want to hear a little bit about you like what has that journey been like I had a I had a guest recently we talked a lot about the industry too and like I'm not saying we need to but she had a lot of interesting things to say about what she thought she was supposed to look like to be in our, mm-hmm. industry, you know? Yeah. And you know what you were, I mean, early in my, on in my career, what I was told I had to look like or I wouldn't work and, you know, feeling like I'm, I'm never going to match whatever that is. I'm never going to match that sort of plastic cultural ideal. Right. And the nice thing that's sort of happens or has happened with me with, with aging, I'm 52 is, uh, now I really don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me. I only care about what I think about me. Mm-hmm. And it really has taken me quite a long time to, it, it's took, taken until I got into my forties yeah. to feel like that, you know? How did that happen? Tell me more about that. Like, what do you think that is? I think it's, I think it's quite honestly, I think it's time and experience, mm-hmm. time and experience on the planet. I don't think there's any, I don't think there's a fast way to get there. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I know I had a number of experiences early on in my career that, that, you know, made me feel like, uh, I had to be a certain way. And, um, that really sort of stymied my thinking about myself and, and created these perfectionist tendencies in myself that I've, I've spent a lot of time trying to strip away. Yeah. Trying to strip away and realizing that, you know, good enough is good enough. Good enough is good enough for everything, for (laughs) everything, you know? Yes. You know, I didn't move to New York until I was almost 27 or 28. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. I had like a corporate world life in my early twenties and I came to the city I kind of had started losing a little bit of weight when I moved here. I think by nature of just commuting on foot and walking everywhere. Yeah. And then I weight started to drop off here and there, whatever. And then this was before I actually connected with Mark Fisher and had a, 
a substantial transformation, if you will, for lack of a better word. And I remember I had coffee with this agent and a friend, an agent, and well, a friend. And, um, <laughs> and he said, I think you either need to lose 30 more pounds or gain it all back. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, uh-huh. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, and he was like, and I also think you'll work more in your forties. So maybe do something else for a while. I remember hearing that being like, Oh God, yeah. you know, I kind yeah. of get what he's saying. Just, just what you want to hear. Yeah. Just but what I just you remember thinking like, okay, well, of course I'm going to lose it. I'm not going to gain it. That was my first thought. And I think about that all the time. And I think how mm -hmm. sad yeah. that we're, to we, I was told, I'm sure I'm not the only one who, who heard the version of that, right. In their, in their career that like, you're just, it's just, this is a bigger conversation. This isn't an industry conversation that you're currently not good enough the way you are to do what you do well. Yeah. Like yeah. that's all I heard. You know, I didn't hear anything about like, you'll work more or you might, you know, get on Broadway. I didn't hear any of that. All I heard was you're not good enough the way you are right now. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And now I'm unpacking that. Like you said, 15, 20 years later, I'm like that. No, 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 yeah. no, no. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I so understand. Yeah. I so understand. You know, one of the nice things I think that's, that's happened of late is with this sort of fantastic cultural shift that's happened. Um, I've been going to so many shows of late and there's, there was sort of this promotion of the Broadway body, you know, in the last number of years mm -hmm. that I, I, I always thought this, this feels like it's a, you know, a way to get people to, you know, pay money to, to, to find some, do some aspirational yep. thing. And I, I'm now looking at, all kinds of people on stages, yes. people who look fantastic and people who look like real people. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Yeah. And that's the truth of the arts. That's the truth of what we're doing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? The idea of a of a Broadway body. Yes, I suppose there is that ilk if you if you want to be that sort of person or have that sort of thing. But I I know I was never that. Right. I was never that. I never aspired to that. Well, it just um, and now I think there is so much more room. There seems to be so much more room appearing in the in the in the showbiz in general, just what I look at in films and, and TV and, um, and stage for a, for a, a much wider, truer picture of the world. Well, uh, yes. And isn't, I mean, isn't the, the purpose 
of the arts, we'll say specifically of going to see a musical, we'll say, right. Or a play, but seeing a show is for yeah. somebody, uh, someone in the audience to go, I see myself in that. Like I, yeah. I, I see that, right. Yeah. Whether it's right. like, right. or I, I resonate with, with this person's experience. Right. And yeah. if we're only showing a certain aesthetic right. or exactly or aspirational look it's like I don't see myself in that I do my yeah. I do see myself in her or in that you know I, I do my see myself in that type whatever it is and I just think it makes it more um what's the word I want accessible absolutely to, to the audience, right to the kid coming absolutely. in absolutely 22 year old version of me coming from Ohio to see a show and going like oh someone like yeah. me does this yes oh. Yes. Yeah. And I feel better about myself and my life because of that. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there's been a lot of, um, a lot of strides have been made in the wellness and fitness industry. I do think it's a different industry than it was 20 years ago, but yeah. it still thrives on making people feel like they need to be small. Yeah. Smaller. Yeah. Smaller, right. Yeah. Yeah. Or right, less, right. like way less, eat less is, is, yeah. you know, yeah. was sold. Now, listen, there's science behind weight loss. I'm not, I'm not, disp I'm not disputing that, but when it comes to how do we want to make people feel, I just hate that. So often it leads with making people feel like less is better. Yeah. You know, I, I agree. I agree. Also, one of the things that happens sort of as you age is you, I mean, I know I, I think in my, my thirties, twenties and thirties, I had a sort of aspirational idea of what I was supposed to look like. And uh, it, it, in my forties, I started to realize, um, it's really only about health. It's only, it has to be about how you feel. And as a, as a person who does eight shows a week to have the stamina and the health to do it eight times a week, yeah. not about what you look like. Do you, do you have the you know, that's, right. that's it. That is it. Well, yeah. It's like, how can I chase a feeling or how can I use my fitness habit and my, how I feed and move, feed myself and move myself? How can I use it to help me feel a certain way? Right. So that I yeah. can exist in the life that I have, because right. we all know enough, uh, well enough that so something could be taken away from us in a split second. Yeah. And it won't matter. Yeah. What we look like or what our body yeah. can or cannot do, but it can matter how we feel. Absolutely. Yeah. Which leads me to my little story that I want to tell. So um, <laughs> this is a story about Emily Skinner and Billy Elliot in Chicago when I didn't know. I mean, I knew you, but you, we did not know each other. I should say that. Um, I was a nanny for the choreographer's assistant, Ellen. Yes, Ellen. Uh -huh. Ellen and... I had been waiting tables here in New York on and off. And then I actually nannied in New York for Hayden Gwynn, who was. Oh, OK. So that's how I kind of got in this like Billy Elliot. Got it. Mix. Yeah. Well, then yeah. I went in for the Chicago production a couple of times and I could not tap to save my life. And they were like, no, thanks, but you can nanny for us. <laughs> so anyway, I get this. They reach out and I was, you know, at that one of those many points in my life where I was like, I think I could use a break from New York. I had lived in Chicago. It was going to be three months to like make some decent money, live on my own in a high rise building and see all my friends mm -hmm, in college. Mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. And on the top floor of the building was a gym. That's right. And I remember going up there a few times a week and whatever I was doing and um, seeing you. 
on like an elliptical or something with like a magazine. And I'm like, she is on that thing, getting herself ready to go run around that stage. Um, and then I got to see the final dress and opening night or whatever. That's my like memory of you before I met, like uh, <laughs> when it comes to like fitness and taking care of yourself until I met you at Mark Fisher. that's right that's right when I when I got that job I remember getting there the the first day (laughs) and they told me I don't think I quite realized what I'd gotten myself into Mm. when when I got the job and the amount of training involved that they demanded that was necessary to do that show for both the people in it and the children in it. You know, they think about, they always talk about the, the boys being trained to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I had to train to do that show. I had to train. I had to, I took, I got there and they were like, so we're do, you're doing an hour of boxing. Then you're doing an hour of tap. Then you're doing a, some, you're, you're doing jump rope. Then you're doing ballet and um, you will be going to the gym later on. Right. And I remember being like, what the fuck are you? What? I'm an actress. I'm not a dancer. What? Oh my God. I was, I was, I was, wow. And the whole time, that whole um, sort of three month period, I had this sort of terrifying feeling of I'm not, I'm not up to whatever snuff they think I should be up to. So just sort of desperately trying to, trying to hit the mark every day and do everything they want. And, you know, well, um, you were, (laughs) you were, you were fabulous. You were fabulous. Um, I remember, I remember, I mean, I'll be completely honest. I'm not doing this to embarrass you. I remember calling my, my best friend back here. I'm like, Oh my God, Emily Skinner's in the gym with me. Emily Skinner's in the gym with me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you know Emily Skinner's brain is like, Oh my God. And then, you know, it's like uh, my life is so funny. And then fast forward. And then that I will say, I've said this many times, Mark Fisher Fitness, the person and the gym, Mark Fisher, the person and Mark Fisher Fitness, the gym completely changed my life. Like I chose to press pause on being a performer and just do this. And it has it completely changed the trajectory of my life. One thing I am very grateful for being there is that it gave me relationships to people in our industry that I would never have had from actresses I I admired and respected and hadn't met like you to casting directors and directors. Everyone's on the same level because everyone's on a mat working on themselves. And it was like, I'm so grateful for that, for that. Yeah. Many things, but specifically for that, because everyone's just trying to do their best. Yeah, right, you know? right. That was also part of what was great about that experience, in my opinion, mm-hmm. it, just what you said, you know, sort of once you're in class, everybody's sort of, you know, absolutely on the same page, but the classes in general had such a such a sort of generosity of spirit mm-hmm. um, that you, you would never get anywhere else. You would never have gotten at a normal class right. anywhere else that came because, you know, we were all from the same sort of community, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. You were one of my favorite teachers there. I just loved your class. I loved your class. That's so nice of you. That's so nice to hear. You always seem to know sort of how far to push and before people were like, and enough, you know, and you know, you were gentle and you were funny and you were kind. Yeah. I'm a huge Stephanie fan. That's really sweet. Somebody else was on here and I can't remember who it was. 
I think it might Katie Finneran did an episode with us. It may have been her. She's like, uh-huh. I remember, I remember maybe Rachel also did. Rachel Bay also came on. So I can remember who it was, but one of the main, many amazing <laughs> ladies. Um, but uh-huh. they were like, I just remember you would walk over and just put like one bell bigger on the mat. And just like put it on the mat and, and just go try this next time. I think you're ready. <laughs> uh, just a little nudge, just a little nudge. Yeah. 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 You kind of mentioned this earlier. Um, I took note, but I, I want to circle back and make it like its own special question in talking about relationship to self, right? Like our relationship to self and all that falls underneath that taking care of ourselves, our bodies, our brains, connection with other people, being passionate about what we do, all this stuff. What's like the biggest lesson you've learned about yourself in relationship to taking care of yourself, like actually taking care of yourself? I would learn, I would say that you have to do it, that I have to do it. And I think in my, in my twenties and thirties, I don't think I even had the idea of the concept of, of Mm self-care. That wasn't even a thing that was out in the the ethos, right. you know, certainly nothing that was talked about in my family or any school I went to or anything. Right. And now it's a whole other world. And this has been, you know, talked about and people talk about the importance of it. And we know the importance of it. Yeah. We know the importance of nurturing all aspects of ourself, our spiritual self, mm-hmm. our, our brain self, our heart self, our bodies, and that it's all connected. Yeah. And you got you got to pay attention to it all, not just one thing. Yeah. You know, it really is all connected. So then on that note, if you had to say like, the top three things that you like when it, when you think of self care for you, Emily's like hierarchy. <laughs> what are they? I don't know if I can do a top three. I'd probably do like a top five. I'll take five. That's fine. I would probably say sleep. Sleep <laughs> number one for me. Um, meditation. Mm-hmm. And now walking, um, st- stretching, mm-hmm. st- stretching that also often can be like yoga mm-hmm. stuff, and a lot of time with friends. Yeah. A lot of time spent with friends. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. Great. Oh, God, I'm so happy. It's so nice to talk, talk to you and see you. Um, okay. <laughs> We're going to wrap up with our fun little rapid fire. There are 10 of them. First thing that comes to mind, for I mean, some of them are like easy to answer because it's specific, but other things just like first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. All right. What is your hometown? Richmond. Virginia. Virginia. Yes. I didn't know that. I have relatives there. Yes. What is the first Broadway type show that you ever saw as a kid? Like, was it coming through town? Like the first thing you saw? Ooh, uh, I think the first big uh, national tour I saw was A Chorus Line. Ooh. Yeah. What is the first Broadway show you saw in New York City? First Broadway show I saw, you know, I, I can't remember the exact... When I saw, I saw, I, I came on a trip when I was 12 mm-hmm. and I saw Amadeus, Frank Langella, uh, Dreamgirls and Nine. Oh, wow. Can you imagine that all in the same weekend? Wow. My head just went, like, <laughs> what? I want some of that. Yeah. And, okay. What is the first Broadway show you did? First Broadway show I did was Jekyll and Hyde. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is um, twofold. What is your dream? Sh- what is a dream show for you? And what is a dream role? So like for me, I have a show that I'm like, I would just love to be in that show. And then I have roles. You've 
you're basically dream role now only i understand that but if you had to just like be in a show what's a show you would love to do like i want to be in ragtime and i will be like immigrant number five on the left just to sing, <laughs> right but i'd love to play emma goldman at some point you know, honestly, that's hard for me to answer because I've played a lot of the stuff that I was like, I want to play this. I've played Mame. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've, 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 you know, I've done so many of the things that I wanted to, iconic things that I wanted to do. Now for me, it's, it's, it's about what have I not explored? Yeah. Okay. And what I love being part of new stuff because I love watching the developmental process mm -hmm. and I love collaborating. And for me, that's the, that's the juicy juice of, of this world. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I love that. Wait, I, you played MAME. Didn't you also play Gooch? <laughs> I did, yes. Not in the same yeah. production. You weren't like... Different, oh, different production. Kidding. Again, I'm working my way through that show. It's like, I'm, yeah. I'm next I got to play Vera, but yeah. <laughs> I, I did that show in Summerstock years ago and I had so much fun in that show. It's a blast, yeah. Okay, okay. This is a uh, non uh, non fitness non industry related. What is your favorite restaurant in New York City? Oh gosh, that's hard. Oh my god, that's so hard. Uh, Listener, she's got her head in her hands, and I can't see her face right. anymore. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go tried and true. I'm gonna go Minetta Tavern. Nice. I've never been yeah. there. I've never been. Yeah, gotta um, go. It's, it's old school. It's wonderful. I love it. What's your favorite yeah. neighborhood in New York City? Oh, these are like Sophie's Choice questions. These are like, I mean, how do I answer that? I don't know. Um, you know what I'm going to, here's what I'm going to answer. I like Central Park. Great. Good answer. That's, that's, that's this neighborhood I like. <laughs> that's my favorite neighborhood great, in New York. Great. Um, <laughs> what is a dream vacation? Oh my that's God. Oh, dream vacation. Well, you know, I was just thinking I'd like to go to Iceland. Great. Next. Yes. I had a number of friends who went last year during the pandemic uh -huh. and they all came back going, oh, that was amazing. We want to go again. Amazing. Awesome. So, yeah. Um, and then last but not least, what is in this moment today something that you are just extremely grateful for? Uh, my family. Yeah. Very, very grateful for my family. Very oh. grateful. Everybody's uh, healthy. Yeah. 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 Well, Listen, I cannot thank you enough for your time to chat. I've been looking forward to this. We've been working on our calendar too. for um, Me too. a while. I really appreciate it. I'm so grateful that my my path has crossed with so many amazing women in this industry that are women I look up to and respect, and you are definitely one of them. So thank you so much. Well, and you're you're much loved by by everyone in this community. So back at you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners, um, go follow Emily on all social medias and places and listen to every class recording <laughs> she's ever done. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being here. Um, everyone have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Leading Lady Fitness Podcast. Thank you for following, subscribing, liking, reviewing all the things to help get these wonderful conversations in more ears. Have a great day and be well. Thanks for joining us today. Check out other episodes on all streaming platforms, including the Broadway Podcast Network app. Be well and see you next time.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.